how can an android be dead? Get ready to flame on as we take a look at The Torch by Mike Carey straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. Most people know Johnny Storm of the Fantastic Four as the Human Torch. However, he was not the first character in uh, Marvel Comics uh, to bear that name. Actually, the original Human Torch presented... First, on the front cover of Marvel Mystery Comics number one, uh, was an android, an android named Jim Hammond. During the golden age of comics, he fought crime in a wide variety of different Marvel magazines. And he also made a brief comeback along with Nemoor and Captain America in the uh, mid-1950s. The 1970s series, The Invaders, told of how Namor, Captain America, and the Human Torch, along with other heroes such as uh, Union Jack, Nazis during World War II. The Torch came out of the Avengers Invaders miniseries, which uh, all featured the death of the Human Torch. However, as uh, the villain of this uh, story, the Mad Thinker, points out, how does an android die? During the Golden Age, the Human Torch had a sidekick known as Toro. And uh, this has been flushed out, so his full name is Tom Raymond, who also had flame powers. And uh, he uh, joined forces with the Torch in his fight against evil. Tom Raymond died, but uh, when uh, Bucky Barnes got control of the Cosmic Cube for a while, he undid that. Unfortunately for Toro, his wife had moved on and he has no place in the world as the story opens. Both Toro and the body of the Human Torch are set to uh, be examined by the Mad Thinker who has been hired by Advanced Idea Mechanics, AIM, in order to build a weapon. And his idea involves building a weapon uh, involving flame. And so he has the torch's body uh, stolen and kidnaps Toro. But he's got his own plans in mind. Uh, I'll go ahead and discuss this kind of in segments. Uh, the main characters of this... Uh, Toro is an okay character. Uh, he's got a lot of reason to be sympathetic he, to. He's kind of lost in this new world uh, and uh, doesn't really know his place in it with uh, nowhere to go and uh, just nothing to do. You, you do feel for the guy. At the same time, while his present is very uncertain, 
what he thought he knew about his past is challenged. He definitely goes on a journey, and I think at the start of the story, I didn't much like him, but as the story goes on, we really get to know him better, and also see the type of impact he makes on the torch. The torch is part of uh, the experimentation by the mad thinker, has many of the emotions and uh, values uh, sort of thought centers in his programming neutralized. And so he actually starts out when he is awakened uh, being just really a machine and he has to really rediscover what it was that made him seem so human-like as the human torch. And as the book goes on, really the relationship between uh, Toro and the torch becomes a lot more interesting. Uh, I also have to say I love the mad thinker in this. He is just a superb villain. He, you know, I, I don't think I've ever seen him this well written. He's got, uh, he's devious. He's got plans within plans. And uh, he, even though he's at first in the early part of the uh, book, he's hired by advanced ideas mechanics. And later on, he is hired by a group of Nazis who are running a uh, underground uh, city where the Third Reich continues to thrive, uh, dominated by android citizens in New Berlin. But the Mad Thinker really he has his own agenda, and uh, there's a, an intelligence, a cunning, and a ruthlessness about him that makes him formidable as a villain. I think he's almost written as, you know, practically Dr. Octopus uh, standards, though not quite that over-the-top in the ego department. But really, he is just incredibly well-written. Uh, in addition to that, you get uh, some uh, guest stars, a uh, Fantastic Four appear, with uh, Reed Richards in particular lending a role. Namer sh shows up, and uh, he's under some mind control, so he ends up fighting the torch, which was a really big thing during the Golden Age. The art in this, I think, is really good. The book has Alex Ross's name on it, but he just uh, co-plotted this. He did not, and he did the covers, he did not do the uh, interiors. The interiors were done by Patrick Birkencotter, and I think uh, he does a good job. They have they don't have like a full on painted feel to them, but there's great. Just the characters have a lot of life to them. Uh, some really nice details. Everything is done pretty well. If I had one complaint, it would be that he uh, drew Reed Richards in some cases with these really thick muscular arms, which is not uh, part of Reed Richards' uh, design at all. Uh, and I think the story is really good. It uh, provides some entertaining moments. Uh, the villains are always double-crossing each other, so you never quite know what's going to come next. You have some really good setups as well as some uh, good turns with, with probably a couple sections in this eight-issue story. If there was any concern, it's mainly just the obscurity of the torch. 
Uh, I think you can read this book with very limited knowledge of the torch, ju- just from, say, what we're describing in this podcast episode, and you'll be fine. But you'll get more out of this story the more uh, that you like the torch and the more that you're aware of the character. Overall, I think this is a nice book. It really shows what can be done when a comic uh, book company looks to some of its less uh, well-known characters and really gives them a story that showcases their potential. And that's what The Torch does. So I will give The Torch a rating of classy. It's got uh, really good art, some good writing, and some pretty interesting character moments. All right, that's all for now. If you do have a comment, email to me, classycomicsguy at gmail.com. Be sure and follow me on Twitter at classycomicsguy, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.